People have so many different reasons for wanting to learn a new language. Maybe you have an upcoming trip or just want to pick up a new hobby or a skill or just connect with a new culture. I know for me, when I was abroad in Barcelona in college, I'm not going to say that I was fluent in Spanish, but I definitely got to the point where I felt really confident conversing. And when I got home, my dad said to me, Emmy, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. And he was so right. Like I entirely lost it. So Rosetta Stone has been really helpful for me. So if you are in that same boat or you want to learn a new language completely, you want to brush up your skills, whatever it is, I want to tell you about Rosetta Stone because they're the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. And it really kind of immerses you in the language that you want to learn. So first of all, they're the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. It's fast language acquisition. So they immerse you in many ways. First of all, there's no English translation. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language, which in my experience, I know I'm getting it when I start to think in the language. It's an intuitive process. So you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. And it's designed for long-term retention. Also, in terms of speech recognition, they have a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation and it's convenient. So desktop and app options with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. And it's an amazing value. You're getting lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off, which is a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Comments by Celebs listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash comments. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash comments today. Before we start, we just want to take a second to tell you guys about Bud Light. It's summertime, and that means it's time to get outside and enjoy the weather with some crisp, refreshing Bud Lights. Bud Light has the perfect summer lineup with Bud Light Lime and Bud Light Orange, both brewed with real citrus peels. New and just in time for summer is Bud Light Lemon Tea, brewed with real lemon peels and tea leaves. It's the ideal drink for summer, but it's only here for a limited time, so get it before it's gone. And to really get you in the summer spirit, Bud Light is giving everyone the chance to win the getaway of a lifetime. You can win two tickets aboard a VIP cruise to the Bahamas this summer, featuring a live performance by Jake Owen and, of course, plenty of Bud Light. For a chance to win, simply post your Bud Light summertime photos using the hashtags hashtag RealEnoughToGetAway and hashtag BudLightContest on Facebook and Instagram. See BudLight.com slash RealEnoughToGetAway for more details. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. And welcome back. I feel like we haven't had a regular episode, just you and I, in a while. I love it. It was just like, you and me. We really, I just missed you so much. I was saying it to my dad. I was like, oh, I'm so happy it's just me and Emma. He's like, you don't like having guests? I was like, I love having guests. I just love when it's me and Emma. I just, yeah, I just missed you. We were away from each other this weekend, which we always are, but like I wasn't really on my phone, which typically I'm on it 24-7. If you notice, we posted a little less than normal. And we get to talk about all of these things. We didn't even talk about any of this yet. No, we haven't spoken about anything. This is literally our first time talking about it. So I also just wanted to say that, well, two things. Number one, we did a deep dive bonus episode on Kanye West for our Kardashian bonus show that was yesterday. So definitely give that a listen if you have any interest. And second, we were getting a lot of feedback from our Patreon members that they wanted some sort of like visual guide because they like to talk about the episode after. So what we did was Isabel, Nami Isabel, and our intern made a like full visual guide for what we're about to talk about. So if you're on Patreon, we're going to upload that later and you'll have that as we go along. Thanks, Isabel. (laughs) Thank you, Isabel. She's on the floor in the corner. Okay, let's start off. There's a lot to talk about today. I know. You're really excited for this episode. I don't know why. I just feel a lot of things. I think it's just because it's the two of us. I think so too. Okay, first thing we want to talk about is Scarlett Johansson. If anybody's confused, let me explain to you what happened. So she received a lot of backlash for comments that she made during an interview when she was asked about political correctness and casting. She said, 
you know, as an actor, I should be allowed to play any person or any tree or any animal because that is my job and the requirements of the job. What this was referring to was last year, she was set to play a transgender man in the film Rub and Tug. And she later stepped down from the role after receiving backlash saying like, why is a cis woman playing a transgender man? Correct. So interesting, just for background, and then I'm going to tell you what she responded. Trevor Noah spoke about this last year after Brian Cranston got backlash for playing a paraplegic in his movie with Kevin Hart, The Upside. So what Trevor was saying was that, you know, his first reaction to seeing criticism online was that, that they didn't get someone who's actually disabled for the role, was that he thought that everyone was taking things too far, saying that the whole point of acting, you know, what's the point of acting if everyone just played the thing that they are? That's not acting, it's a documentary. What's interesting was that an actor who's in a wheelchair came out online and said, I understand what an actor is. I'm an actor in a wheelchair and I never see leading parts for actors in wheelchairs. So the one time I see a role where there is a person in a wheelchair, I think, wow, this could be it. I finally have all the tools to play this part. This could be my chance. Because on the reverse, I can't be called in to play an able-bodied role in a movie. To be honest with you, I'm going to say what Scarlett yeah. Johansson responds in a second. And And maybe this is like naive of me, but it didn't really fully click for me until I read that quote. Well, I think that's what Trevor Noah, the Trevor Noah clip when he's talking about it is he's kind of joking about it. And he's like, he's like, if everyone played what they are, then like, what's the point of acting? The whole point of acting is to play something. And I think that a lot of people, when they think, when they hear these situations, that's their view on it too. It's like, yeah, of course they're not going to play what they are and you can't get everybody to play what they are. But the whole point of it that, you know, Trevor Noah was explaining by this actor tweeting. And Trevor Noah was saying that he just saw it in a tweet. It's not like he sat down with this actor to have a... It was like he saw it and it was like really eye-opening for him is that it's not just about like somebody playing something that they're not. That's normal. It's like when you have so few roles for so few specific people, it's like to to overlook somebody for that role is like they can't play something else. Scarlett Johansson can play this role, this role, this role, this role, but... A person who's maybe a transgender male isn't going to be cast in all of these different roles. So the one time that there's a role for them, it's like almost a slap in the face to not give it to them because they don't have the other opportunities that other people do have. No, it's spot on. I mean, I just, the Scarlett Johansson thing always struck me as off. I guess I from the Brian Cranston thing, honestly didn't. Like when I saw the commercials for The Upside, I, that was, I'm just being honest, it wasn't my first thought process. Like, wow, why didn't they get someone that was actually, you know, disabled to play that? And after reading that quote, it just, it hit me a little harder and I, I, I fully got it. I always got the Scarlett yeah. Johansson thing, but I got the Brian Cranston thing a and little I more. And I think the Brian Cranston thing is really mixed. I think there were people who were like, I think most of it was like, yeah, they could have gotten somebody to do that and they could have taken that advantage. It wasn't as much like criticism, like how dare you do this? It's like, why not use that opportunity? But I think with the Scarlett Johansson thing, it was like, this is wrong. That was just a whole other story. Yeah, and I think I think everyone kind of felt that way, but it's really, I mean, it's really interesting when you think of the different roles in Hollywood and the different roles that people have played. And it's like, you see this come up a lot where it's like, um, for example, Call Me By Your Name. People were upset that it was two straight males playing two gay males in a movie. And it's like, why couldn't you have cast people? And on the reverse, it's like, they're playing a part. It's, it's, it's just a part they're playing. So I think people have a lot of differing opinions, but the the argument that the actor made about being able to play certain roles is like, I think was very eye-opening. It was very eye-opening. So Scarlett Johansson has since responded to the controversy and she says that her comments were, quote, edited for clickbait and widely taken out of context. <laughs> Which is what everybody says. <laughs> so Scarlett said to Variety, I personally feel that in an ideal world, any actor should be able to play anybody in art in all forms, should be immune to political correctness. That is the point I was making, albeit it didn't come across that way. Listen. 
I think she, she, uh, and I'm not going to argue with her. Like if she, if that's the point that she was making, that's the point she was making. I just think she could have, this is what I always get confused about. When people say, you know, my, the things I was saying was taken out of context and it was used as clickbait. It's like, yes, that's true. But they also still came out of your mouth. So if you don't want it to be said that way, or if it's going to come across a certain way, then just don't say it in the first place because her quote was confusing. You should be able to play any animal. I mean, first of all, the quote in itself was weird. Well, yeah, it's like, what, you want to play a tree? Like, Mm -hmm. I think that, I think that the way I understood her message, but I think that the way she got it across wasn't best. Listen, she's not perfect, but it was an interesting debate that kind of sparked, honestly. The second thing we want to talk about was Miley Cyrus. So Miley Cyrus just did a massive interview for Elle. She said a lot of shit. I feel like we should just go through some of the major things. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. So one of the first things she said was that she doesn't want to have kids because of global warming. And I quote, we're getting handed a piece of shit planet and I refuse to hand that down to my child. And feel it, until I feel like my kid would live on an earth with fish in the water, I'm not bringing in another person to deal with that. Recycling rates just went up by like 75%. <laughs> Everyone's like, Miley Cyrus isn't reproducing. Holy fuck, everyone recycle Get right now. Get a fucking metal straw ASAP. Yeah, yeah. no. Straws just became obsolete. Literally. Um, she also spoke about her marriage to Liam, which obviously, personally, that's the part that I cared about the most. And she said... I think it's very confusing to people that I'm married, but my relationship is unique. And I don't know that I would ever publicly allow people in there because it's so complex and modern and new that I don't think we're in a place where people would get it. I mean, do people really think that I'm at home in a fucking apron cooking dinner? I'm in a hetero relationship, but I still am very sexually attracted to women. People become vegetarian for health reasons, but bacon is still fucking good. And I know that. I made a partner decision. This is the person I feel has my back the most. I definitely don't fit into a stereotypical wife role. I don't even like that word. Interesting. Very interesting. Do you think that Miley is with other women while being with Liam, or do you think it's like that's out of the question? I didn't, from what I got from reading this was not that. I think what it was like, I am in a monogamous relationship with him, but I'd be lying if I said that I'm not wildly attracted to women. That was my interpretation. I could be totally No, off. I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's interesting to think about. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Um, but no, I think that, the way she talks about things is really interesting. And one of the things that she was saying in the article was like looking at her own parents as kind of a guide for marriage. And she was like, they didn't like consider themselves husband and wife in this like very 1950s role. It's like they were partners. And she's like, that's what I consider me and Liam were partners. Mm-hmm. No, which is a really healthy way to look at it. I just, it's always been a thing. I mean, I, when Miley Cyrus came out that she was not just attracted to, to men, nobody was surprised. No. You know what I mean? Like it was, I, I kind of always figured that. I just think everything about her is kind of fluid. And I love that she's so open to celebrating like every aspect of herself. You know what I mean? Right. Like she doesn't- No, me too. I, I think it's amazing. And it's very, it's very her and very indicative of her personality. It's also indicative of, in my opinion, Liam's kind of, I don't know if the word I want to use is self-confidence, but like his ability to feel comfortable within himself and within his relationship. He's not intimidated by her being so public about that. Right. Although she, they are very private about their like intimate relationship, which I can respect. I mean, I wish they weren't, but I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that it takes a certain kind of person to be able to, you know, have their have their partner openly talking about being attracted to so many different types yeah. of people. And I and I loved it. Um, She was asked, did you ever feel like you just wanted to break out of the Hannah Montana mold while you were doing the show? And she says, um, and she responded, I did once I was 18 because it felt ridiculous. The minute I had sex, I was kind of like, I can't put the fucking wig on again. It got weird. That was interesting. I mean, well, the... Tell me what you thought about. The first thing I thought about when I, when I saw that was like my whatever grade self watching Hannah Montana, wondering if she was having this internal battle. Well, it's so interesting because I feel like we started to do, as we got older, it was like, 
we were getting to an age where we were growing with these stars and we were like, you know, becoming more, it was like when we started watching it, it was like we were young kids. And then as we got older and as they got older, it was more us being like curious about them having sex and all of these things and who they were dating. And I remember watching, I remember watching Hannah Montana. I remember watching Sweet Life with Zach Cody and be like, I wonder if they're having sex. Like, like Disney stars having sex was like such a concept back then, especially as like we were still young, but it was like our first you know, like introduction to it. And it was like, we were starting to wonder, like, well, we hear about this person having sex. Like, do Disney Channel stars have sex? And it was like the weirdest concept. And Molly was talking about how she was like doing a concert at Disney World. And there was like this Peter Pan character dressed up like behind stage smoking a cigarette. And she's like, that's me. She's like, I am a Disney star having sex. Like I am ruining people's dreams because I'm supposed to be this like innocent little girl like with a wig on. And she's like, it's just not me anymore. And I thought that was so interesting. It is so interesting. And I can only imagine what she was feeling in the moment. It's like an internal struggle. This is her source of revenue. This is the persona that she has to the world. But then she has her real life. You know what I mean? Yeah, and she was saying that, like, I think for a while she was really, like, not ashamed, but maybe a little bit embarrassed about playing Hannah Montana and, like, the role of being a child star and, and a star for children. But then she was saying, she was like, but now I listen, and, like, Cardi B's talking about, like, how much she loved watching Hannah Montana, and she's like, it made me feel more secure in having had that role. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The whole Disney Channel star thing is so interesting to me, and I wonder if there's ever a way where Disney Channel can make it where— Actors and actresses can be stars for children, but not feel so entrapped in this Disney mindset because we see it so, so often where Disney stars are like, I'm suffocated. Like I'm suffocated by the fact that I have to be this perfect role model all the time. And I wonder if we can ever get to a point with Disney stars where they can still be good role models, but not feel so suffocated by like... The, the expectation of it. I completely agree. And then you hear a lot of times like, oh, they went off the rails. And it's like, did they or were they just living their life? And that was just such a stark contrast to the life that they had to portray. You know well, what I mean? What I think it's like is like when you go to college and people always say, you know, it's it's the, the kids at school that were so, um, had such strict parents that they were never allowed to do anything and they have their first taste of alcohol and they go a little crazy because they were never, I think that's what happens with a lot of Disney stars where it's like they never had this freedom and all of a sudden they're allowed and they, and they kind of don't know what to do with it and it, they go, you know, a little off and then they like usually find their way back and it's just so interesting because we see it so often with these Disney stars mm-hmm. and even when Miley Cyrus went through her thing where she was, you know, remember the, the video for Smoking the Bong, which she like still talks about, which was the craziest thing in the world. And her going through the whole wrecking ball phase where it was like, oh my God, she's off the deep end. And it's like, no, she's just getting her first taste that like being able to be, be freedom. Maybe she's pushing it a little farther than she needs to, but like it's her first time being able to ever really do that. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, it's just the contrast between the two. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. And there's such a ridiculous expectation that I think it's so freeing. I can only imagine the amount of liberation that she and anyone in her situation feels. What's interesting though is that with so many other Disney stars, we don't get to see their trajectory because like, look at, you know, Mitchell Musso. I'm not saying he's not up to anything, but he's not a Miley Cyrus. He's not a Demi Lovato. Yeah. When we get to really see them into adulthood, I think that to me is the most fascinating. Like Bella Thorne, I always use that example, which, for those of you that care about her as much as I do, I listen to the Impulsive podcast and I'm going to talk about it in a little bit. But, you know, like you see that and, and see how it carries out. And when they yeah. talk about it, it's like, oh my God, I was dying to get into your brain when I was a kid. Right. So, oh my God, totally. Yeah. People always say that, uh, like, Hillary Duff is one of the few that never went through a phase. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just, she was the Disney star and then she grew up and, and like, kind of stayed true to herself, which I always thought was so interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but definitely read that article if you have any interest in Miley. It was, it was, it was a good read. The next thing was, so JLo's on her It's My Party tour, and she was 30 minutes into her show at Madison Square Garden this weekend, and she had to cancel due to the blackout in the city. So Madison Square Garden went completely dark. Everyone inside had to evacuate with, like, there were no working escalators, no working elevators, no lights. 
I was in the Hamptons. I didn't experience it, but I can only fucking imagine. But also imagine how terrifying that must be because when you're in a concert, it's like, first of all, when you're outside and you're in the city or you're in your apartment and it goes, it's like, okay, it's a blackout. When you're in a venue of, you know, a couple 10,000 people, it's like, and it, all of a sudden it just goes black. It's like, that doesn't, I can imagine how scary that must be being inside. You like assume something's going on and you have no way of knowing until you check your phone that like, it's just a blackout. Yeah. But also in today's day and age, like look at Manchester, look at all these things. Even Well, in, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like even in a movie theater, I, I turn around now because I'm afraid. I would assume the worst. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. When I'm in a movie theater, please, I check literally every single person that walks in. It's, it's so like in, not ingrained in our minds to do it. It's just like a force of habit now where I'm like, assume the worst case scenario. So I like constantly look at an exit during a movie. And it's really so sad. Well, yeah, we didn't, we didn't do that when we were little. We, Never. Ne- but neither did our parents. It's not like a thing that happens when you get older that you start expecting somebody to come oh. into a movie theater and do something. It's just this day and age. This day and age. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think that if I was a kid at a JLo concert, it would still be scary because it was dark, but my mind wouldn't go to where it would go now. That's what yeah. I'm saying, you know? yeah. Okay, moving on to Serena Williams. So as you guys know, she lost in Wimbledon in the finals and she made comments in response to a female reporter that had previously published opinions that like Serena should, and I quote, stop being a celebrity for a year and start and stop fighting for equality and just focus on tennis. And she says, the day I stop fighting for equality and for people that look like you and me will be the day I'm in my grave. Fuck yeah. This, you wanna know what this reminded me of? What? LeBron, shut up and dribble. Yep. And he it's was like- It's the same thing. It's so disgusting. I- I stop. Let me just read that quote one more time. Stop being a celebrity for a year and stop fighting for equality and just focus on the tennis. Like number one is if the two can't go hand in hand, is if you can't be focused on tennis and also focused on equality and the cost that you're passionate about. She got out like the first round. She got out in the finals. It's like it's so ridiculous. It's I don't know. It's it's beyond me. Also. I don't think they have anything to do with each other. There's no way. If anything, I think it makes her a better tennis player. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think that the two go so hands in hand. The better she is at tennis, the more star power she has. Like the two are just so, it's more of a platform. I don't know. Serena Williams is like on one recently in the best possible way. She was on the cover of, I think it was Harper's, right? In that gold yeah, dress. Yeah, oh my God. She looked amazing. She's, She's just, just amazing. She like exudes all, power and just everything. Yeah. And also her, me and Julie follow her relationship really closely with Alexis Ohania and he that's your dude. He made Reddit. I know. he. Made- That's your dude. <laughs> I can't wait for the inboxes about that. <laughs> for those of you who listen to the Nick Vile episode, you you got that reference. Um, <laughs> I feel like I have to send Alexis a thank you note. Thank I you think for help- a lot of people have to send a like. You think you're the only one? Please. Thank you for helping it's me. It's a fucking goddamn community of oh you. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, we follow them very closely because we're just obsessed with them and their daughter. And you know, I never, Serena was always a great woman and before him, you know, potentially after him, whatever. But I, there's something about their relationship that I just think makes both of them better people. Like when mm-hmm. you, you think that like, oh, what, what makes a good partner? It's like, you want someone who brings out the best in you. To me, they bring out the best in each other. I know I have limited knowledge of them, but it's like, I don't know. They're so supportive and they're so wanting to see each other thrive. Well, remember he got the billboards for her after the movie three, uh, three Billboards Outside of Missouri or whatever came out, he got like three billboards for her for Mother's Day. And it was the sweetest thing in the entire world. Also, did you see that um, Beyonce's mom, Tina Knowles, had messed up and she wrote, she posted the picture of uh, Serena and was like, congrats on winning like Wimbledon. And everyone was like, she said what she said. Like, <laughs> like if Mama Tina says she won, then, then Serena won. It was so funny. That's re- I didn't see that. That's you, really you have to funny. look at the comments on the picture because she had changed the caption to like, like um, 
something about like so much respect for you or like next time, whatever. But if you look at all the comments, like she said what she said, like if mama Tina said it, then that's what happened. Like, <laughs> that's so funny. Listen, Tina Lawson has one of the best grams in the game. We always say that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, moving on to other relationship news. God, I hope this one's true. I know, same. So Cara Delevingne and Ashley Benson, they've been dating for a while now, and the two were in San Tropez celebrating the 4th of July over the weekend, and they were pictured kissing, and they both had on these gold rings on their left hands. So, of course, the speculation comes out that they're engaged. Neither of them have confirmed the rumors, but it's honestly not surprising since it took them how how many a months? Year. A yeah. full year to confirm that they were officially dating. Right. I don't know. I don't have an opinion on it. Like, I don't know if I think that they're engaged or not. I don't think I have enough knowledge, but I fucking hope so. Yeah. Right? I just, I really hope so. I think they are literally epic together. No, I totally agree. I mean, talk about a relationship like a la Miley and Liam that we don't know a lot about. I know nothing yeah. and I want to know everything. I know. I wish they were more open. I wish. It's like that. It's We always talk about this. It's a struggle. Of like, on one hand, we want them to be open. At the same time, it's like, no, savor your privacy. Yeah, I you mean, know? it's hard. Like, as somebody who's, you know, because not everybody is us who's so supportive of, like, first of all, it's not even just them. It's like any couple that's, you know, it's like everyone always has something to say and not everyone's us who's like, oh, we just want to see you happy, but we want to know more so we can be even happier for you. Yeah. Like if everyone was like us, then yeah, couples would be public all the time. I know, it's so true. It's like you tell us whatever you want to tell us and that's fine, but we'd love to see as much as you're willing to give us. Everyone's like, give us more, give us more, give us more. <laughs> and then judgy. It's it's so, and it's so funny when people are like, you guys are just like that on the podcast. Like I swear on everything, no, we're not. We literally sit by ourselves and just talk about how much we love these couples. Like. With, with no one listening. I promise you, it's not an act. First of all, if you've ever hear, heard me off the I first of all, I hold back on the podcast when I talk about Haley and Justin. I literally have to hold back so people don't think I'm crazy. We talked, wait, something so funny. I think it was in, I think it was in our Patreon group. Someone wrote like, you know, what's a celebrity couple that you're, everybody's obsessed with that you're just not that into? And someone wrote like, <laughs> I'm kind of scared to say this because of Emma and Julie, but I just like don't really get the Haley and Justin thing. <laughs> like, I can imagine like hearing the way no, that we talk about it. No, that's why I have to hold back because I understand when people are like, what? You're crazy. I'm like, even my mom, like I'll say it to her and she's like, why do you think that all of these, my mom always says that to us. She's like, why do you think these couples are going to last? What Hollywood relationship do you have that you're going to be like, oh, this high profile young couple is going to really make it this time. And I'm like, I just, I know they are. Every time we have that confidence, which actually I didn't even write this on the outline, but I wanted to say this too. I was talking to Allie about it. Did you know what's going on with Bella in the weekend? Are oh, they, I don't know. If anybody has any insight, please let me know. The reason I ask is because obviously they got back together, like let's say, I don't know, a couple months ago, six months ago, maybe they were posting constantly. Now they're quiet, right? Dead quiet. You know, I forgot about them until you even said that. Although she has, he's definitely been quieter in general on social media than she has. She's been like very active, but I am so curious if they're broken up or if that's just us being like hyper analytical. I have no idea, but if anybody knows, let me know. Really interesting. I, I genuinely didn't even think about it until you just brought that up. Right? I forgot. I, for, I mean, I honestly forgot they were dating for a little they bit. They were like off your radar. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Weird. Very yeah. weird. So we just want to pause to tell you guys about Noom. Getting in shape isn't just about losing weight. It's about learning healthier habits and feeling better about yourself, whether that's more stamina to keep up with your busy life, finally getting into those gold genes, being more in tune with your body's needs, or practicing more self-care. What if you could use one program for all your health and weight loss needs? No more hunting for training apps and workouts or calorie trackers and meal plans. Plus, add a goal specialist and a community of members to keep you motivated and accountable. And it's like a workout bestie all in one place. So Noom is a program that really helps one make healthier lifestyle choices. 
Personally, what I think is so great about it is that a lot of times when you are dieting or trying to make healthier choices, going out to eat can be really stressful. And the thing about Noom is that you can go out again. You don't have to stay home because you don't want to be tempted. And you can learn to resist these temptations and be comfortable in social environments because what you do is you trust your ability to make good choices, which I think for so many of us, or I'm speaking for myself, is can be really difficult. Also, having the ease and the convenience of the app is just like, to me, there's nothing better. Really what it is, it's a habit-changing solution that helps users learn to develop a new relationship with food through personalized courses. It's also based in psychology. So it teaches you why you do the things you do, and then it arms you with the tools to break the bad habits and replace them with better ones. It's really not like a Band-Aid. So listen, you don't have to change it all in one day. Small steps make big progress. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash celebs. What do you have to lose? Visit Noom.com slash celebs to start your trial today. That's Noom.com slash celebs, the last weight loss program you'll need. Okay, now back to the show. Other relationship news. So Ed Sheeran has confirmed that he was married. Not that we were really speculating that, but it was cool to see conf- confirmation. He was uh, gave a very candid interview to Charlamagne the God, who I fucking love that guy from an interview perspective. I think he's excellent. Oh, yeah. Just, oh, my God, yeah. Um, and he says, and I quote, I constantly wake up every day with Cherry, and I'm just like, why the fuck are you with me? You could literally be with whoever you want, and you chose me. Who, who, what vibes are those? Like, I'm trying to think of what celebrity has spoken. What? Oh, uh, I wasn't going to say what celebrity has spoken, but what we always say is like, there's no way that Emrata's husband doesn't wake up every day and think that. Yeah. Oh my God. There's no, I mean, listen, that's, it's very Justin and Haley where she's, he's like, I can't believe that we're together. Mm-hmm. It is Justin and Haley. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, he also, Ed also talked about Travis Scott and their new song together, um, Antisocial. And he says that him and Travis have like a very similar relationship when it comes to social anxiety. He says, and I quote, he has it and we were talking about it. And I think he's very lucky that he's with the girl that he's with. He says that they have a similar thing where they just have their little circle. Oh, who's that girl he's with? <laughs> well, I wonder. Who do you think it is? No, but you know what's cool about that? It's like, Travis probably also has that where he wakes up every day and he's like, holy fuck. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And so does Corey Gamble. Yeah. Yeah. So many of these people do. But wait, um, <laughs> what? Isabel's <laughs> on the floor. You don't think, who wouldn't want to wake up next to Chris Jenner? I, I want to wake up next to Chris Jenner. I you to say. Oh, absolutely. Um, I wasn't expecting either, but she's right. I mean, who the fuck wouldn't right. want to wake up to the boss of all bosses? Exactly. Um, but what's interesting is like, when when did we ever think that we were going to get insight into Travis and Kylie's relationship via Ed Sheeran? No, like, we didn't. Ed, you should do this more often. Yeah, well, we, we got you on the, the ground. Best stuff. Like, where the fuck were you when Kylie was pregnant? Yeah, you know what I mean? Seriously. Okay, so Ed Sheeran is our new celebrity correspondent for yeah, Kylie done. and Travis. So we'll talk to him about it, but I think that that's... Yeah, no, it's an official title and there's no going back now. Absolutely. Please spread the word. <laughs> okay, moving on to Justin Bieber. So... Billie Eilish came on the scene, when would you say? In the past year? Yeah. First, and she has fucking skyrocketed. Like, this girl is really killing it. Deservingly fucking so. And she has been a Justin Bieber, and I hate this word, but stan forever. Like, but since, a positive stan. Positive stan. Like, she has been hardcore, diehard fan. Her entire room was covered in Justin Bieber posters. And her, like, dream was to meet Justin Bieber. And so they met for the first time at Coachella during Ariana Grande's performance. I'm sure you saw those videos. She, like, could not contain her excitement. And no, Justin, it was the sweetest thing in the entire world. Justin knew about it. Like, he was excited to excite her, kind of. So on Wednesday, last Wednesday, they came out with a remix to her song, Bad Guy. And the cover art is a picture of her when she was little in her bedroom, like, in this little red dress filled with Justin Bieber posters I had a Bieber wall in my room. 
Okay, but imagine having a song with him. No, I mean, that's the thing that I never would because you've heard me sing. But like, I'm just <laughs> saying that. Like, I also I also had like a, a pretty stupidly ridiculous beaver wall that my mom hated and begged me to take down. And I didn't until like well into middle school. It was probably eighth grade before I took that off my wall. Oh my God. If I even as little as thought about putting scotch tape on my wall, my mom would have fucking killed me. Yeah. So I never had that. But for her sake, like when it came out, Julie was so surprised about how excited I was because I had I wasn't excited about the song like I was like yeah it's a good song whatever I was so excited for how excited Billy must have been like I can only imagine her sitting there being like how the fuck is this my life I mean in the course of when was it April so it's now probably like in the course of five months she went from being on Ellen and Ellen like saying how ex- and telling Ellen how excited she was that Justin had followed her on Instagram and Ellen being like, I heard you want to meet him and, and her thinking that he was there surprising her and she was like, he's not here, he's not here. Then the next month meeting him at Coachella to now having a song with him, like that, all of that in five months, that is the craziest thing ever. It's the craziest thing ever. No, she's killing it. I'm, and also the song is actually very good. Like, And this is one of the reasons that I really like Justin and like I... He did not have to do that. It's not just like he he didn't do it genuinely. Like he didn't have to meet her. He didn't have to follow her. He didn't have to like make a song with her to a remix of her already song. It was just like he's so excited for her. No, and like he is. out of the goodness of his heart of like wanting to do this with her. It was just like I, I thought it was really sweet. I think also she's what, 17 or so? Yeah, she's young. Like I think there's a part of him that and Tell me if you're if you're with me because like I haven't sees her himself and her. Well, kind of. I, I haven't fully thought out the idea that's happening to me as I'm speaking, but like, you know, when when his fame really skyrocketed, he was still so young. And I'm not saying that she's not, but I think that he can imagine like what it would be like if at 17, what happened to him at like 13 was happening. It's a whole different kind of right. And I think that that's exciting to him, and like he wants to join in that. You no, know what I, I, mean? I agree, and I think that also, you know, when Justin was starting, he's saying for his audition with Scooter, uh, uh, an Usher song. And Scooter brought him to meet Usher. And it's kind of like, you know, it's a pay it forward type thing. It's exactly. Like, it's like, I here I was an Usher fan. He became my mentor. He helped me out so much early on. He was doing music with me. He was doing all these things. He's like, why wouldn't I then help a new artist who's coming on the scene who I can like pay it forward to essentially? In literally the least comparative, comparable thing ever, like please don't even think for a quarter of a second I'm comparing us to any of these people, but it's just an example in our own life that just made me think of. Maybe, I don't know, six months ago, we got an email from this girl and she was like a really like diehard fan of the account, loved the podcast and wanted to know if we were hiring. We weren't hiring at the time, but we ended up having lunch with her. Like, remember we met her and she was like so sweet. And I said like, listen, we're not hiring, but we'll totally keep you in mind. Two weeks ago, she started her own podcast and asked us to be the first guest. And like, again, please do not think I'm comparing ourselves to Justin Bieber, but that was a perfect example of like, Kelly came Come on, on for, ours, as we're going on, yes. Yes, like we are by no means anywhere near Kelly, but she was so excited about it. And like, we were so excited to like help her, I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean? So no, I can understand totally. that. Next thing we want to talk about is Jason Momoa. This was the most bullshit story I've ever heard. It honestly angers me even to say it, but whatever. So this picture comes out of Jason Momoa shirtless and he is body shamed. Like, yes, you heard me correctly. Fucking body shamed because- Apparently, he doesn't have the same like crazy ripped body that he had when he was doing Aquaman, which, thank God, people immediately came to his defense and was like, what the fuck? Are you, are you guys literally kidding? Well, because they were saying, they're like, it's so unattainable. You have no idea how much work goes into having that body. I mean, here's the thing. As we've been very vocal about, like, fuck body shaming on any level, even if he really was so out of shape, like, it's still no one's place to comment. Right. But if you're going to comment, are you literally kidding? This man, remember I said to you last week, I was like, I think Jason Momoa is my number one. Yeah, because his body is so 
But it's not just about like the ripped. It's like, I, I feel like we almost like him better not like that. I was thrilled when I saw that. I was like, he's never been hotter. Like that that really ripped vibe. I just think, I don't know. To me, it comes across as like very unattainable and, and it, you know, puts in so much effort. Whereas that, his stature, he's probably, what, probably 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, yeah. He's probably 6'4". Like, he's just he's hot. He's just big and hot. He, I know. We were talking about that with, um, what's his face? Uh, Joe, uh, whose name I can't pronounce, Sophia Vergara's husband. Oh, Joe Manganiello. Manganiello. Yeah. He recently came up into my top five too because of that exact reason. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I said that too. I was like, I feel like you, you're you sleeping on Joe and you're like, I, I am. I totally am. Yeah. I mean, I think also Jason Momoa came into our orbit recently, like in our brains because of the picture of him and Lisa Bonet, Zoe Kravitz's mom at Zoe's wedding. And I was like, Julie, fucking talk about a sex tape we'd like to see. Like, are you kidding? Oh my God. And then I was just thinking, like, oh my God, what would he do? Like, he'd fuck, I could, wait, remember you texted me? I texted week? you. I was like, Jason Momoa seems like the type of guy that would fucking rail you, and then he would do the exact opposite. No, she's like, you think that he would fucking rail you, and then he'd do the exact opposite. I think. I hold that true to that. I don't know. I hold true to that. What do you think he would do? I don't even. I feel like he's like so sweet. Like gentle? Yeah, like really gentle, like surprisingly gentle. I could see him being, I could see it both ways. Uh, it no. de- I guess it depends how you want it. Let me, exactly. I think that he's also, yeah, he's very diverse. He's probably accommodating. No, but what I, can I tell you what I imagine? I imagine with him, it's like amazing foreplay. Like yeah. he cares so much about the person that he's with and like- We are making, delusional. Yeah, we like, are absolutely <laughs> delusional. No, I could talk about this for 18 Forever. hours. Forever. Wait, can I just finish my thought? Yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, when we talk about this, by the way, the amount of DMs that we get of people being like, I was thinking the same thing or like they had also philosophized as to his- as to someone's like, I want Lisa Bonet to be like, actually, <laughs> I want to inbox me and say, hi girls, I heard you talking on the podcast and I just want to clarify a couple of things about the way Jason's like in bed. <laughs> Julie, you're 100% correct. He's so sweet and so gentle. <laughs> I think you're, I think you're spot on. No, I think with the foreplay, he's like super gentle, like makes it like to the point where you're like begging him. And then when he like, yeah, he fucks you, but not like, <laughs> not like insanely. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm thinking about? How does every podcast end up here? What is wrong with us? Can I tell you what I'm thinking yeah. about? When we had Nick Vile on last week and he was like, we were talking about Sophie and Joe and <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, she uploaded this picture of him in the bath and all Julie and I could think about is like their sex life. And he's like, wait, so you guys like think about celebrities' sex lives? And we're like, you don't? First of all, it's all we do. Every second of every day we are thinking about <laughs> celebrity sex lives. I think we have to like go to counseling it's or something. It's not just celebrities though. Whenever somebody, if, if somebody says to me like, oh, look at these two people dating or like this is my, I immediately picture them having sex. Immediately. You don't even, you don't even mean to. It just happens in your head. I totally get that. We just want to take a second to tell you guys about Pedal. So for a lot of us, our relationship with credit cards is complicated. Having a credit card can feel like the ultimate freedom, but they can also get you into a lot of financial troubles, which I think we all know well. That's why I want to tell you about a new kind of credit card company called Pedal. And it may change the way that you think about credit. So Pedal is a new credit card company that wants to help you succeed financially. Their mobile app is designed to help you spend responsibly, which is especially great if you're just starting to build credit. With Pedal, you can qualify for higher limits, but that doesn't mean you should always spend to that limit. Pedal's app lets you track your credit card spending against your own personal budget. Pedal wants to help you build your credit score. That's why they reward you with more cash back when you pay on time. Earn 1% cash back right away and 1.5% cash back when you make 12 on-time monthly payments. Pedal is partnered with WebBank membered FDIC. WebBank issues Pedal's Visa card. So listen, it's about time there was a smarter, more modern credit card company that wants to help you succeed financially. Go to pedalcard.com slash CBC today to find out more. That's Pedal with a T, P-E-T-A-L card.com slash CBC. Pedalcard.com slash CBC. Okay, now back to the show. Shall we move on to a very PG topic, which is culture's first birthday? 
Coulter's first birthday. What do you mean PG? Offset had wads of cash and made it fucking rain in that place. <laughs> Did you see his story of him unwrapping the plastic off of the... First of all, there had to have been probably like $100,000 in each giant wad. It was like a like four foot by four foot wad of cash. And they were taking the plastic off of it. Oh my, I didn't see that. Oh, I have, to, I have to remember that you don't follow him on your personal, I don't think. I don't think I do. Everyone should be following him. I should be, I should be, I'm sorry. I'll do the second spot yeah, it's over. Okay. I mean, Cardi came on social media and was like, that was, like, I guess something happened with the lights. Was it during the what blackout? What do you mean something happened? It was the blackout. Yeah, it was a blackout. And she was like, it was still so lit. Like, nobody stopped dancing. She was like, everybody was fucking sweating. Oh my God, yeah, because the AC went off and everything, the lights, the AC, the music, everything was off and people were still like dancing and having fun during it. Because what else would you expect from Coulter's first birthday? Absolutely nothing. Like, absolutely nothing. Did Mindy Weiss do it? She must I have. Think so. I think so. I can't confirm, but I, th- I think she did. Of course. Those cakes had Mindy Weiss all, all over them. them. Oh, Coulter's sitting there eating all the cakes. She is a fucking cutie. She's a cute baby. Um, moving on to the Lion King premiere, Julie writes, I just want to talk about Blue and Beyonce. I do. Why don't you I do, do that? I just, I, I, first of all, I can't. There were two premieres of it. There was the one in, I think, LA and the one in London. First of all, Beyonce looked literally insane. And the one in LA in that silver outfit with the lip ring, oh my God. But also Blue's like a mini Beyonce. She just like comes on the scene as like a fucking boss. Like she looks like an adult in like a seven-year-old's body. She's so adorable. So she's cooler than any of us will ever be. No question. I mean, obviously. There's no question. And then there's the the one of her in London, Beyonce in London at the premiere. And like the craziest role reversal of all time is Beyonce and Jay-Z standing there and Meghan Markle and Harry are waiting in line to meet her. That was some shit. That was some shit I did not know I needed to see, and then I saw it, and I was like, "Wow!" Somebody said to us, um, "I don't know if I don't know if somebody inboxed us, somebody commented it somewhere, and it was like it was that when Meghan Markle went in to hug Beyonce, Beyonce whispered to her like, my princess or something,' which is like crazy. Holy fuck. But what's also so interesting is that like Meghan Markle, we always talk about this. You know, she wasn't she didn't grow up in British royalty. Like she came from an entertainment background in L.A. Yeah, and so. It's not like, listen, Beyonce is cool no matter who you are. I'm sure Beyonce was cool to Kate Middleton, but really specifically being Meghan Markle, being in the entertainment industry, like recognizing the magnitude that is Beyonce and now you're meeting her and she's honored to meet you. I mean, like, listen, only one of the two of them is the queen. And <laughs> and let me tell you, when Meghan was on Suits, that's the last thing she was thinking, that she was then going to be like, Beyonce was going to be admired to meet her. Are you kidding? That's I got to tell you, and I mean this in full honesty, if you asked me to choose between being a royal and meeting Beyonce, I would choose meeting Beyonce. Fuck, who wants to be a royal? It seems like the it's hardest like, job in the entire world. You want to know why I can't be a royal? You can't wear dark nail polish. Oh, f- well. If I can't wear Lincoln Park in dark after in the winter, then forget about forget it. I'm just it. not doing it. Imagine like you just get not, proposed it's to. It's just not worth it. That would be you. Like you get proposed to by like William no. in another life. First of all, like, by the way, don't propose to me in the winter. I want to be tan and have pink on my nails while my skin is tan. So please, please do not propose to me in the winter. I'll say no and make you redo it again. <laughs> Heard it here, folks, first. Um, oh, oh, Raven Simone's Insta. Oh, I really wanted you to read this. I will. So Raven Simone met um, Beyonce and Jay-Z, or she had a picture with them at the premiere, and she writes a caption on her Instagram. Honestly, the nicest people I've met at that level. I had no expectations, and they raised the bar for every person in the industry. They felt like family. Some of these new celebs be tripping, like you got to bow down to them to rock, but the highest level felt like friends forever. Honestly, at Beyonce, thank you for being as kind as one would wish you to be. Chills fucking everywhere. That- yeah. And it's, first of all, everything that anybody has ever said about Beyonce is that, is like how kind and how sweet and how nice she is and how shocked everyone is that you meet somebody that is, first of all, when you're talking about A-list celebrities, that's Beyonce. They're, truly, I really don't think there's anybody of, the Brad Pitts, the George Clooney's, I still don't think they're both Beyonce. Beyonce is Beyonce. It's the next level. And one of the things 
on Twitter this week was that Beyonce was shooting somewhere, and I think it was at the Grand Canyon, at like a very secluded. I could be wrong about where the location was, but maybe at a national park or something. And a headline came out that was like, um, like people, viewers upset or like tourists upset as Beyonce closes down um, like one section of this area to take like a shoot something. And all of the replies to that article were not true. I was there and Beyonce couldn't have been kinder or sweeter. She asked if we would be okay if we if she took some private pictures and then she would be able to take some pictures of us afterwards. And it was like, there was probably 100 to 200 replies of them being like, this article is so false. I was there this, this day. Beyonce could not have been sweeter or kinder to us. It's like, the free, you have to read the replies I on it. I have to yeah. read that. That's true. We've never heard a negative thing. And honestly, on a, on a totally different level, I'm not comparing the two, but you've never, you hear a lot of shit about the Kardashians. You never That's hear. And I always say that. Yep. You always hear that they're incredibly pleasant to work with and that they're incredibly nice to their fans because they recognize that like these fans are, they built their empire basically. And by the way, if that was a lie, you would know it because things come out all the time. All of those celebrities where you hear that like they're hard to work with or you've heard a lot of things, it's like they could be really good people, but there are certain people that they're working with that like they, I guess like, let them know that there is a different level there. And it's, and it's, those things always come out. It's so true. You've it always never does. heard about Beyonce. You've never, you never hear it about the Kardashians. There's a lot of people that you really never hear it about. And I think that that shows the type of person they are. And I think that helps Matt, like catapult you to the next level. I think that's a huge part of the reason why Beyonce is at the level she's at is because everyone is, she's so respected by everyone that it's like, no one has a bad word to say about her. So you keep growing and growing and going to the next level because everyone wants to work with you. Serena Williams is the same way. Yes. You heard the most amazing thing is about her. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this this like Raven Simone was like the, the quote, never meet your heroes. And then, but she did and they didn't disappoint, which was amazing. I wanted to, before we move on to the award ceremony, I didn't write this in the outline because it happened on my way here. I was listening this morning on my drive into the city to um, Bella Thorne on Logan Paul's podcast, Impulsive. I've never listened in my life, but a million people like wrote to me like, you have to listen. And I just want to say, I know I've been vocal about my kind of like interest in Bella Thorne. I'm kind of fascinated by her. And she really did not disappoint. I know you didn't listen yet, Julie, but she's just... I don't know whether or not you like her. I think that the level of vulnerability and, and openness that she portrays is, is really admirable. I don't know. There's just something about it that's really cool. She talked so candidly about like so many different things. She's promoting her new book, which I haven't read. And I honestly don't think that I will read. Do you want sure me to read great. it for you? No, I'm sure it's great. I just have like other things that I'd rather read. But, you know, she talked in the book a lot about being abused up until I think she was 14. And she's like, listen, this person was with me in my dressing room. Like I would was on set and I was being sexually abused. And just hearing the way she talked about it was was really unbelievable. I think it's it's really cool to be able to share her story. And, and one of the questions he asked her was like, you know, um, do you, you never identified who the person was. Like you never said that them by name. Why is that? And she was like, it was already so, and don't quote me, obviously listen to her thing. She was like, it was already so traumatic for me that to then think that people would know who he was and would be envisioning it in their own minds was like, I couldn't, I couldn't fathom yeah, that. Yeah, no, and I so get that. She just talked about a lot of different things and, you know, just about being herself. And she grew up, they were basically homeless. Like her dad died when she was 10. She had a stepfather and her and her mom has always had a kind of a rocky relationship. And she said like, when I got, she's like, listen, I was mo modeling for Vogue Italy when I was seven weeks old. Like I have always been in show business. And she said that, you know, they did a KFC commercial. And one of the things that she got was, like so much frozen chicken. And that's what they ate for such a long time. And when she started to get bigger roles, she's like, you don't know how cool it was that we could go out to eat at the Olive Garden. She's like, that was such right. a big deal. And it just, I don't know, it was just really cool to like take it back a second. No, I think it's, I, the thing with Bella Thorne that I find is that I like her so much better as just her. Like I find that I don't, 
not care, but I get less interest in her stories when it's like her relationship with Modson or her things that she's tweeting or other things. Like when she sits down and she's talking, I am so much more interested and so impressed by her as a person as opposed to when she's hanging out with people that like have like all of these clout storylines. Like, first of all, I love Tana like as much as the next guy, but it's like, when when Bella is with her, it becomes a different storyline about Bella. It becomes about the two of them, whereas Bella has this amazing, powerful story to tell. And I think it gets diluted when she's with other people a lot of the time. Totally. I completely agree. So anyway, that was just interesting, and I, I, I was a fan. Um, okay, let us transition to our award ceremony. So full disclosure, we don't have a winner for Clapback. There were like a couple kind of contenders, but no one really like what? What? No one really wowed us. Yeah, no so, one. Yeah, step up your game. It's not our fault. I don't know. No one really stuck out. And we don't like to call something a clapback that isn't. The thing that I would, I guess, I would say is the closest to a clapback was, and I'm not even going to award it. I think what we're going to do is just like wait to decide until because we don't even upload this to our stories until like Thursday. Yeah. So we'll see if something comes in. But the one of Kylie. So Kylie posted a picture of her which we'll get into in the Kardashian recap, obviously, in um, like in a hat or whatever in Turks and Caicos. And someone wrote, this photo looks awfully familiar familiar because I guess it was done by well, that girl. No, that girl was did it, it. Yes, yes. It was that girl? Yes. And she responds, from the words of Kim K, you're not on my mood board, but I did get my inspo, inspo off Pinterest. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's good. And a lot of people love that one. I don't know. It just didn't. We're af- Honestly, I think it's sometimes we're afraid to give the Kardashians like clapback of the week or, or funniest comment of the week because then the people that hate them think that we're doing it just because it's them. And like, it's so not the case. We've never given it to them ever. Yeah, I don't know. Why Maybe we it's so- weirder that we don't. I don't know. I don't Maybe know. Maybe we should. It's like how we don't post our comments unless it's amazing. Yeah. You know whose comment I'll always post, like I always want to post um, from the Kardashians is Chris. Like anytime she comments something, I'm like, fucking put it up. Everyone loves Chris. It's so true. But for funny, so there were two nominees. Um, the first was Nikki Glazer. So Grape Juice Boys, this Instagram, uh, this meme account, uploaded a picture of like the cats in the cradle. Is that what you call it? No, Jacob's Ladder. Jacob's Ladder. Jacob's Ladder. Uh, like lanyard game. I guess who's on the bondage. <laughs> <laughs> and wrote. Girls who did this when they were younger are into bondage now. And Nikki Glaser comments, this checks out. Fucking funny. I fucking rocked the Jacob's Ladder. Yeah, I can't say that's fully true. It wasn't really my thing, but I fuck hard with bondage. So. <laughs> the second was Seth Rogen. Um, he I'm Instagram- playing this for your dad in the car tomorrow. No, I will fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Seth Rogen, Instagram picture of him and Beyonce from the Lion King premiere. And he wrote, guys, I did it. And Nick Curl comments, kind of low res prick bro. Pony up the money for the Getty image rights to this one. You deserve it. That was just funny. I don't Nick know. Nick is really fucking He's funny. He's underratedly really funny. He's really big in like the like the comedy community. Mm-hmm. It's just like a, unless you're like really into stand up, people don't people don't know him as well, but he's in um Big Mouth. He's really good friends with uh John Mulaney and that whole crew. It's also like I feel like if you're into Paul Shear, you're into like that kind of vibe, you know? He's really him and him and John Mulaney have the most amazing dynamic. I don't know if you've ever seen El Hello on Broadway. They have it on Netflix, but they have these like two characters that they do that are like these old guys. And it is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. I haven't seen it, but our producer is nodding. So yeah, I guess it's good. If Terrence approves, then you better get home and watch it. (laughs) So we were just pausing to tell you guys about ZipRecruiter. Here's the thing. Hiring is challenging, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. That place is ZipRecruiter.com slash approach. So this is what happens. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. 
Then, as applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective, this is crazy, that four out of five of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. That is insane. And right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash approach. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash approach, A-P-P-R-O-A-C-H, ZipRecruiter.com slash approach. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So Mother's Day is coming up, and I know sometimes it can be difficult figuring out what to get your mom, because realistically, no gift is going to do justice for how much you love and appreciate her. But I'm sure you've done the classic, you know, bathrobe, candle, sweaters, gift cards. If you're looking to mix it up, I want to tell you about Aura Frames. So they were named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. And it's just the kind of gift that is guaranteed to bring joy because realistically, there's nothing our parents love more than seeing us. So for them to be able to see more of us, even if you don't live close by, like that is probably the best gift you could give a parent. They're Wi-Fi connected. They come with unlimited storage. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. And it's easy to set up. It takes about two minutes to set up a frame using the Aura app. We have one in my kitchen and every time my dad comes down for breakfast, like it just makes him so happy. There's pictures of me, pictures of me and my parents when I was little, pictures of my grandparents. Like I think as a parent, you never get sick of that. And it's just the kind of gift I know she will love. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code CBC at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, let us transition to the point that we cannot fucking wait to talk about the Kardashian recap. Guys, there's so many things. I don't even know where to start. Can we just start with Kylie skin? Please, please, please. Kylie fucking skin. Oh, God. Okay. So Kylie makes the announcement that she is launching her summer collection for Kylie skin. And we're all like, okay, great. Like amazing packaging, whatever. I wasn't expecting anything crazy. I was expecting a really cool photo shoot. Yeah. That's what I was expecting. But oh, Boy, was were I we wrong. wrong. This girl. Oh my God. Okay. All of a sudden, we see Kylie's story. She's walking to a private jet, giant white plane with pink letters that say Kylie Skin Air. I'm like freaking out as I say it. It's her. I'm going to read the crew. So it's her, Stas, Tiffany, Sophia Ritchie, Iris Palmer, Victoria Villarreal, her assistant, Drea Michelle, Amber Sali, who's a photographer, and her makeup artist, Ariel, I could be missing someone, but those are the main people. And obviously Stormy is, is with them. Travis came and I think he had a show, so he left. But there was the picture of her getting off the plane, like holding Stormy and kissing him and with his arm around her. Yeah, I know all of you saw this, but I'm just going to explain it because I just love the imagery. So it's all the vid- all the Insta stories are them, this group of like, let's say 10 of them in these pink tie-dye talentless outfits, just sweatshirt and sweatpants walking onto this gorgeous Kylie skin plane, which is unclear. I don't think she bought the plane. No, I think think she just, she just however much rented it slash customized it. You get on pink silk pillowcases, pink silk eye masks. It's a Kylie skin. skin. Every fucking thing, Kylie skin. We were losing our, I haven't freaked out this much of an, about a Kardashian Insta story since Saint, something with Saint, I think. (laughs) Like honestly, right? Yeah, I think so too. Probably since, probably since uh, the Sunday service footage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Which not even then, because I was watching the whole thing through that little uh, people, little yeah. <laughs> it was it's unbelievable. So then we're like, oh my god, how could it get crazier? But obviously it does. So they get to Turks and Caicos, and this house is insanity. Like even you know it's big when while Kylie's videoing, you hear in the background like, wow, this house is insane because they're in a way a little bit desensitized to all this yeah. stuff. It was like holy fuck. It oh my god. Let me tell you something. Kylie is a mother fucking genius because the thing with this Kylie skin is like. 
is it the greatest skinware in the entire world? Like skincare in the entire world? No, it's not La Mer. There's a lot of things that it can't compete with. But for one second, when you're washing your face with Kylie skin, you're on that fucking plane going to Turks and Caicos. Exactly. And that's why she's a goddamn genius. They're marketing geniuses. They're posting constantly. They, I mean, the first, the second they get there, there's coconut drinks waiting for them, you know, with servers obviously that say Kylie skin on all of the coconuts on every single thing in the house. They even had customized like welcome mats that said Kylie skin in every, like it was insane. Also, someone messaged us like, I know you guys love that talentless collab, obviously, but also, you know what this I'm saying? This is what I'm going to say, and this is what I'm going to say that I love about Kylie. You say it. No, you, we're going to say it you go the first. The Sophia Richie bathing suit. Yes, it was what I was that's saying. What I, that's what I love. It's like, it's like, first of all, Kylie's promoting her skin. That's one thing. All she had to do was promote her skin. It's her thing. But she takes the time to promote talentless through that and Sophia's bathing suit line. Sophia, wait, just to, cl- just to clarify, Sophia did a collab with Frankie's Bikinis. The founder is Francesca Aiello. And it was these really sick, like almost like tie-dye bathing suits. These were the ones that Sophia was doing the promo for in the concession, in the gas station, like when she was in the, the mini mart. Those are the bathing, bathing suits that they're wearing on the trip. Yes, you're so right. She had, Kylie did not have to give Sophia any airtime from a from like a brand perspective. No, she didn't. It's like, I, I just, I love that about, uh, I think the whole family does a really good job of that. All of the merchandise for the birthday party is talentless. It's like, there's no better, more organic way to promote it. And it's like, if you've seen the videos of Scott from Keeping Up the Kardashians, when he was doing it, it's not like he's asking for it. It's not like he's saying like, can you please do this or please help me promote this? It's like, we want to see every member of our family succeed. It's so true. And listen, I understand. Yes, of course, it's coming from like also a monetary perspective, not just out of the goodness of their hearts. I'm sure they get some sort of commission, but who the fuck cares? They have the platform. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Kylie wasn't getting anything from, no, not Kylie from Talentless, but I'm saying I'm sure from the uh, Chloe's birthday sweatshirts, maybe she got a cut, whatever it is. Either way, it's just so cool. And like, this trip was truly, truly unfucking believable. Like, this one it's really one hit me. It's one for the fucking bucks. Amber, who I wasn't so familiar with, she is, I looked her up because Kylie kept tagging her. She's a, like a fashion photographer. That's kind of where she became, where she got her like, you know, reputation from. And her the photographs have been amazing. Just what, like literally an hour before this, she was, Kylie was posting, oh my God, her in the tie-dye blue Chanel bathing suit with the chains everywhere. I mean, it's just insane. It's just insane. The question that everybody got asked us is like, Kylie's posting a lot with Stas and they're doing these like quote twin pics. And people are like, what do you think? Like Jordan, this, that. Listen, I think their relationship with Stas is different than Jordan because I don't think that it's as codependent. Kylie, we saw some of the trailers for for next season's Keeping Up and, and Kylie said she almost felt like the thing with Jordan had to happen in a way because they were just too intertwined and they needed to like be their own people. I don't foresee that happening with Stas. She doesn't live with her. She definitely has, I feel like much more of her own kind of circle. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean, listen, it's not like, I think that people have this view that Kylie went out, picked up a random new friend and was like, you're the new Jordan, welcome to the crew. It's like her and Stas have always been best friends. They've always been, maybe not this, this close, but they've always been very close. And I think this like, kind of power of female friendship has always been there for Kylie and always been kind of a necessity in her life. And it makes sense that if she doesn't have Jordan anymore, which is, it's not like she went and kicked out Jordan and was like, goodbye, you did nothing wrong. I'm just over you. It was like something happened and Jordan can't be a part of this anymore. And I think it's natural for Kylie to want somebody to take that spot as the best friend. I think we would all feel really lost if we lost our best friend and didn't have anybody in that spot anymore. Absolutely. I just think that people think that like, like you said, Stas just came out of left field. She didn't. They've been friends for a very long time. Maybe it wasn't as documented. Yeah, and I don't know. I think if people were paying attention, it was documented. Mm-hmm. Just not as much. Yeah. But also it's like, uh, 
the relationship that she had with Jordan, she's right. It was kind of unrealistic. They were so they were living together. They were doing everything together. And Kylie was saying in that preview that it, like it kept her from doing a lot of things because she had the security blanket. It's like I don't need to go out and meet new people. I don't need to go out and do this. I don't need to talk to anybody during this. It's like because I have Jordan. I have Jordan. And now I think it's like. I have Stas and I have all of these other girls that are with me and I have my crew, but I don't feel that you need to, you know, stay inside all the time and do nothing because I have Jordan. It's like now I'm getting out there and doing all of these things. So maybe it didn't need to happen. Yeah. I mean, I struggle with that because it's like, I can't, I don't know. I understand what everybody's saying. It still breaks my heart. It's like, did it have to happen in that way? Did it have to be so no, painful, I don't think so public? Any, I don't think anybody wanted it to happen in that way, but. if it Okay. I, this is what I can say about it. If it, if it was going to happen, maybe there was a, a bigger reason. You know yeah, what I mean? I think, you know, I think that, I think that for Jordan's sake also, I'm not like, like, it's not just Kylie. And I think Kylie was saying that also in the preview. It's not just like, she's the only one that needed to get out and do her own thing. It was like, Jordan was under her shadow and Jordan needed to get out. And look, Jordan's fucking thriving. So maybe for Jordan's sake, she also needed this to happen and they needed to have this kind of breakup to go out and do their own thing. And maybe one day they'll figure out how to be friends again. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, literally think about your most codependent relationship. Mm -hmm. Like even... Like uh, me and you aren't even close to what Jordan and Kylie were. They can't. They couldn't spend one second apart. It's not. It's, it's not the healthiest thing always when you have that, especially when you're with, you have a child and and a like boyfriend, baby daddy, almost husband. Like it's not that healthy to have somebody else that you're that codependent on. In addition to that, no, you're right. It's, it. it I, I don't know. I'm still struggling with it, but I, I agree. I still have. I think we all struggle with it, but it's the point of like finding a silver lining in what's already been done. No, and you're spot on. I agree with every single thing you're saying, and I'm like the optimist in me totally believes that. I, I really do. I'm not just saying that. I guess I just, I still feel like there's a lot of unresolved heartbreak, and that's that's. Well, all that's I what I'm saying is that I think that after a while, if I'm doing their own thing, they'll be able to find their way back to each other. I think you're right. Um, let's talk about Penelope's seventh birthday party. Please, dear God, yes. Oh my God. So they have Penelope's birthday party. It's all pajamas at IHOP, which like Julie, Julie texts me. She's like, how rich do you have to be that like going to IHOP is a treat? Like <laughs> it's fucking, and they were, I've never seen people happier in their whole life. That video of them sitting at the table and putting makeup on true. And when they open up um, Penelope's bag and it's like all Kylie lip kit and like all of Kim's lip stuck, it was so cute. And they're like putting on true, true's like eating it. And Chloe's like, okay, maybe this isn't like the best idea. Like she's literally just licking it. She doesn't know what lipstick is. It was so funny. First of all, they had the white limo, which if you remember from a couple episodes back, North's whole thing is like, she wants a white unicorn limo. So finally she got, it wasn't a unicorn, but it was like a G-Wagon. I think she got a white limo. I mean, I don't limo. know what a unicorn is. I don't know what a unicorn limo is. I don't know. I have some like thoughts in my head that it's like Skittles everywhere or something. You know what I mean? Like very put rainbow. Me the fuck on that. <laughs> but anyway, they have this white limo and Kim, they like their Insta stories were them getting out. And you see North, she is so happy to be alive. Like she's yeah. like, I can't believe I'm in this fuck. Like I could just see her face. She was smiling. You think North's happy to be alive? Penelope got to have non-gluten-free pancakes. Holy fuck. Holy fuck is right. Yeah. And they get there. Of course, they brought like gorgeous flower arrangements to IHOP because yeah. would Jeff Leatham ever let them have a birthday party at an IHOP and not have flowers? I Obviously can't. not. Like I'm not even surprised if Mindy fucking helped plan it. Every person's going to have their birthday at IHOP because now it's a treat. Exactly. It's like, what do you want to do for your birthday? I need to have it at IHOP. Yeah. Oh, we, were, we were fucking dying. IHOP's a new Tripriani. <laughs> Fucking watch the fuck out. I'm getting married on IHOP. Cipriani is shaking. Cipriani can never. (laughs) Um, So anyway, that was just amazing. And we were fucking losing our minds over it. I also wanted to talk about the preview for next week's or next season. We talked about the Kylie part, but there was like a whole thing with Courtney 
crying. And I, what was it? She was crying about the fact that she's turning 40. Yeah, she was like, I don't know. It was, it was like she was having a lot of anxiety about turning 40. And she was basically saying, she's like, I want to I wanna have more time. Like, I guess it was just kind of hitting her that she was, she was doing that thing where you turn 40 and you're like, oh my God, I'm halfway through my life, kind of. Holy shit. Which is like a scary fucking thing. Like, I so understand having like a breakdown about that, especially when you have kids. I have that breakdown about my dad literally every day and I'm 24. Yeah, Do I not well, ask him I mean, every yeah, day? Yeah, I know. But the point is that he's not 24 and that's why you have that breakdown. Uh, yeah, I know. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I know. I, I totally understand that idea of like life is so fleeting. Like where, where'd the time go? I don't know. I'm, I don't God. know. Age Should have spent question. more time at IHOP. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I want to look back on this life and be like, God damn, I wish I had myself for that IHOP. <laughs> I wish I was at IHOP more. <laughs> so we don't even get to see that until September 15th. I'm sure we'll see some more clips, but we exactly. are waiting with two months though. Baited fucking breath. You don't even understand. Um, also, Kim shared the first picture of Sam, or not the first picture, but the picture of Sam with Saint. Saint is. She's like the sweetest little boy in the world. She's like, Saint just wanted to hold his baby brother. I was like, oh my God, of course Saint, The catch out was Saint woke up this morning and asked me to take a picture of him and his little brother. Of course he did. No. All Saint wanted was a little brother. Literally all Saint wanted was a little brother. All Connie wanted was a little boy. I just cannot handle Saint. I can't handle it. Like I... I, I freak out. I'm like, you're too fucking cute. Like, just chill. How can you be that? How can a baby be that cute and that sweet? And like, little boys are always like, they're really like cute and snuggly when they're at that age. Like a lot of them are. Like, they're like, I find a lot of times that like toddler boys are like cuter and more affectionate than like toddler girls. In your babysitting experience? And like, yeah, just like in my life experience. Mm-hmm. I, I tend to surround myself with a lot of kids. <laughs> yeah, she does. I Julie's an excellent babysitter. Seriously. Yeah, I think I'm just like a mom. You are. You will be. Yeah. I told you this weekend, I was around all my little cousins and I was like, holy shit, I cannot wait to have kids. I can't. They're so cute. I know. Okay, anything else that we need to talk about in the world of Kardashian? Let's just take a moment to think. I know there's nothing else on the outline, but is there anything else that we're thinking that we are going to walk out of here and be like, fuck, why didn't we say it? I wish in the Kanye bonus show I'd put in the timeline when I got my Yeezys. I feel like that was so notable that I didn't put in. In your life? Yes. No, I'm just thinking about like how epic that episode was. The Kanye episode, yeah. yeah. Definitely listen to that if you have any interest in Kanye West. Julie put her heart and soul into it. Um, I think that that is it. Remember to subscribe. Please. Look, look at me. Look at me pushing us. Um, yeah, I feel like a lot of you listen, but throw a rate. Yeah, listen, if you want to throw, throw us a review, let's not get crazy, but if you want to throw us a five stars and a really nice review, it does make Whoa, our day. I didn't even ask for five stars. She did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I'm asking, I may as well go big, go home. Um, anyway, so we will see you guys next week. And we love you. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you, or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract, and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide.